0: This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.
1: You are on Saturday Magazine Joy 94.9 with Mac and Janet. Our next guest is uh, Richard Keane, CEO of Living Positive. Good morning, Richard.
0: Good morning, everybody. It's lovely to be here. First time for this year. It is. New year to everybody. It is. Treating you well.
1: It is. So what's happening, mate? What's uh, what's on the agenda? You've got your notes there. We should take. I have. I've just should take them away from him,
0: Janet. A couple of little plugs. Snap them (laughs) away. A couple of little (laughs) plugs for some new programs that we're running at Living Positive Victoria, and you know, um, go for it. From some conversations I had with you guys about Trans Disability Day and everything last year, um, we're about to have a meeting on Saturday at 2pm at Coventry House and anyone who's interested in coming on to join us can... Um, have a look at our website at lpv.org.au and have a look at when those event times are happening. We're developing a trans and gender diverse working group and this will be just an initial meeting. We've got a number of members of that those communities who want to come together and inform the work of our board and our organisation how to better engage those communities. So we're really excited. You know, We had that conversation about shifting our data collection last year and um, reframing the way that we collect that data to show visibility of that diversity of our communities within our structures. So um, we're really excited to get that off to off the ground. And our first um, separate BiPlus community group meeting will be held on the 29th of February. It's a dinner and a bit of a conversation about what that community might like to do okay. into the future. Um, I think as part of that conversation last year, Maka, we spoke about those people have always engaged with our organisation, but they've kind of connected to other groups Mm. that are available to them. And we've often made an assumption that people might be happy, you know, connecting to a heterosexual group or connecting to the gay community events that we have. But um, I think there's a lot of danger in making those assumptions and providing those spaces for um, those community members living with HIV to lead that engagement and make it mm. by and for their own communities only strengthens our response here Because, in
1: you know, the HIV doesn't discriminate. No,
0: it does not.
1: And, you know, every person and every group is going to have a different experience and a different perspective. It's important to remember there's so much information and experiences that we can share um, that yeah, we're not going to agree on everything, and we'll look at things a little bit differently, but there's a lot of things that we can share uh that actually make a difference, yeah.
0: And look, we're a small organisation, mm. we don't have you know, massive amounts of funds, but it costs very little to provide a space for people to come together and self-determine what their own needs are and how we can better engage with them. Are they
1: so, not giving you enough money, the government? <laughs> you know I always bring uh, this they're up.
0: They're never giving us enough money, Macca. <laughs> um, but uh, what's what's the term that's coming from the department? It's an austere environment at the moment, Macca, and, and I just think that that really is the case. And it's not only LPV that have come under those funding pressures, it's all organised organisations across the state, you know, we're carrying a lot of debt. So They didn't, they didn't
1: say, oh, you know, we spend money on schools, police, hospitals. Uh, that's apparently all... No, no, it is an austere environment, but the amount of money... Oh, you know, well, there's
2: money around, that, isn't there? You know that the, your organisation
1: gets that Thorn gets. We talk about of,
2: value add, don't we? We, we talk do. about yeah. like how important it is if you engage with our communities. We do it right, then we don't waste money, right, and we um, we get good bang for our buck. So. Absolutely,
0: and as I always say to Macca here, when I come in and we're talking about funding, why can't we be the first state that reaches virtual elimination yes. of HIV? Well, we can. I believe we can. Why why can't we We, do that? We can. Those little push of those additional resources, I think, will get us all across the line and achieve that endeavour over the next five to ten years.
1: Now, how much did the Victorian government spend on SEC (laughs) showbags and notebooks? It was $600,000, wasn't it? That would have gone a long way. You go some Living Positive show bags, some Thorn Harvest show bags. (laughs) I'm going to get in trouble for this. Yeah, Uh, careful. Be careful, Macca. Yeah, careful. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, I think. I mean, I. I mean, there is definitely money around. It's just about being able to make that case, and and I think that you know Living Positive absolutely do a Mm. great job of that. Good relationships with all the right people, and absolutely. And you know, and showing the value of the of the organisation. Yeah. So but what else? I guess at the you've other, got a long list there. No,
0: it's just a short list. A really. short list. Um, mm. the, it's at, big writing. It's at, big yeah, writing, it is big writing. <laughs> I'm over. I'm over fifty four now, so I've <laughs> got to do the big writing or grab my glasses. Um, so at the other end, we've got a great. Um, and I'm glad that um, the president of Thorn Harbour Health is here with us this morning because we've got a great event on at um, the exhibition centre today. And that's the Aging Conference that is um, directed at aged care workers and in partnership with Thorn Harbour Health and Bolton Clark Nurses. We've got a stall there for the first time asking people if they're HIV aware and if they're HIV ready for people. And I guess, Maka, you know, we we're talking about 30 years ago, I was listening to all mm. of that history. I'm a proud student of, of our history and our community's history, and it means a lot to me. But um, 30 years ago, I never thought I would be sitting at the table talking to no. you about HIV. HIV positive people entering aged care and looking at a whole range of um, services as we age. Um, We're aging, we're living longer than we ever have before and um, it's time for us to get in on the ground floor and the reason that we chose this conference is because it's largely inhabited by workers of that sector. So it's a great opportunity to have a dialogue kind of break down any of those fears and myths that people might have about working with someone who's living with HIV, talk about the importance of disclosure or non-disclosure in those cases, and and safety if people are taking their medication on a regular basis. So they're really new, big endeavours that we're kind of all moving toward, and um, I've got to say, it's a fantastic place to be to talk about HIV and ageing in such a broad and wonderful way. So.
2: I think we have lots of uh, lots of um, prejudice or assumptions about people who are ageing, and I think of um, um, my mum. She's in her eighties, and and you know she she was really a child of the I mean, her formative years fifties and sixties, seventies even, and they were pretty you know they were pretty radical <laughs> radical times. So we yeah. kind of it's not you know it's not um, the post war <laughs> generation anymore. We've got people who've got very progressive views, feminist Views, um the, you know, sexual revo- revolutions, mm. um, the, the gay liberation movements. Yeah, and positive um,
0: people who've been used to advocating for themselves over a long period of time if they've been living with HIV for a long time. So um, all of those things kind of come in to... To create a really good picture, yes. I think moving yeah. forward. In the old days, we would have hoped that we could possibly get an aged care facility that was all HIV-positive people, so we wouldn't suffer stigma and discrimination. I think we're moving away from that, and we're doing that really hard work on the ground to engage those organisations and mm. to destigmatise HIV. It's interesting,
1: you know, how the how the ground shifts, though. Richard is that uh, ad, you know thinking about oh yes, well you know uh, an aged care facility. For people with HIV, that was oh, imagine that. Now it's like, well, actually, we've moved on from that. Uh, you know how the dynamic changes and how the advocacy has to change.
2: See, I think you would need a bit of both. Like, mm. for some people, it, it they won't be sa- they won't be safe to be able to be themselves in some of those yep. mainstream institutions, especially since they are often run by. Faith-based organisations, and we still see quite a bit of discrimination in some of those organisations. So we do need that advocacy. That's why we need Living Positive. <laughs> um, yes. That's why we need Thorn Harbour, because you know you need specialist organisations that can show the industry how they need to, what they need to put in place to make those
1: institutions safe. Yeah. Um, so Richard, wish list for this year apart oh. from more money wish list for this year
0: wish list for this year um i'm going to an international conference for the first time since i've been in my role so i'll be heading to Munich in Germany later this year, oh, and me too. Um, oh, fantastic! We'll, we'll catch <laughs> up there. Um, we're really looking forward to engaging there, and for me to see best practice um, from other countries across the globe. And I think it'll reinforce what we do really well here. I think in some ways we're very privileged, mm. um, but in other ways there'll be really unique opportunities to engage. It'll give me fantastic ideas to bring back and put into place. And a couple of key things that we'll be delivering this year: we're re-engaging with our wrap after a long pause um, during COVID. And we're taking a very long time to do that. We've engaged a number of um, Aboriginal community members living with HIV um, as part of that process. We're looking forward to that. And we're also going to deliver our multicultural engagement strategy because 63% of our referrals into our peer navigation program last year came from people living overseas. And we've adapted our staffing mix to include much more diversity amongst our peer navigation team. And as a result of that, those communities that used to be hard to reach are flocking to us for support because they see themselves reflected in our organisation.
1: You know, we're out of time, but that's a great segue because our next guest is Josh Burns. And Josh has been around the Pacific and uh, he's been taking a particular interest in... HIV in our region. So we might ask him about that. Thank you, Richard, uh, for your work and thank you for what you do. And uh, Richard's a regular guest and, uh, you know, the Victorian health minister's listening. (laughs) Show us the money. Stay with us. There's more.
0: Thanks for listening to another JOY podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, JOY.